Hello, beautiful people. Ta-da. What's going on? We made it. We made it. We're Side After Dark. Uh Welcome back to Music Maniacs with Side After Dark. Uh Ooh, we got a good topic today. Oh, yeah. But we're not going to tell you yet. Mm -mm. Stick around. Mm -hmm. So basically, if y'all don't know, we're a band out of Brooklyn, New York. We love music. We love talking about music. So that is why we started this podcast. Mm So, how do we even introduce this band? This is one of the biggest bands in the history of bands. Of bands, of music, of all time. 100%. Of, of American bands. And American bands. Oh. Not their song. Worldwide bands. <laughs> Literally any like description of a musical act that you want to use mm-hmm. can mm-hmm. be applied mm-hmm. to this band. Unless mm-hmm. the description you want to use is that they're bad. Yeah. Because they're not. Exactly. They're, they're known for soaring above the charts. Yes. <laughs> they left their, their wings, bring them high above wherever they thought that they were going to go with their lives. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The bird's eye view of the people and how we feel. <laughs> they like to take it easy. Oh. <laughs> they have really peaceful, easy feelings. They like to stay at hotels, mm-hmm. sometimes in California. One of these nights, they'll stay in one of those hotels. <laughs> If you haven't figured out who we're talking about yet, we are talking about not the Eagles, uh huh, but Eagles. Eagles. All right, so again, Eagles, not the Eagles. I've yes. made that mistake many times, but Glenn Fry, yes, one of the founding members of the band, mm-hmm. has made it very clear yeah. that they are Eagles. Yes. All right, and. And we'll, we'll talk more about that as we go on. Yeah, about why Why are they eagles? Why do they name themselves? I can't that? tell you why. I can't. <laughs> so, so let's go back to uh, Detroit, Michigan. All right, we'll go back, back, back. Some might say that the very origin of this band was when a young man named Glenn Fry yeah. was with another young man named Bob Seeger. Yes. And they were partaking in some marijuana-based activities. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And Glenn's mom caught them. Yeah. And forbid Glenn from starting a band with Bob. With Bob Seger. Glenn had been playing piano since he was five up until he was 12. And then he was like, nah, I'm getting older. And I like girls. And girls kind of don't really like the piano thing. So he starts getting into more different types of music, going to see the Beatles, just like everybody else, and of course was totally inspired. And then in the music circuit, he meets Bob Seger, who's only two years older than him, but mm-hmm. is kind of like a, a big influence to him. And then Bob goes, uh, you know, Glenn, you got to write your own songs <laughs> if you want to get out of Detroit. So Glenn wants to get out of Detroit. Yes. So long story short, um, you know, he couldn't join a band with Bob because his mom didn't want him to. Oh, no. She said, hold up. Hold up. My kid's not turning into no junkie on the road. Mm-mm. Uh-uh. So that began a chain of events that led to him, Glenn, yeah. moving to Los Angeles to start a band. Right. He and start- get into music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He started playing with two different bands. And then he played with a band called uh, The Mushrooms, which uh, you got to put the picture up with The Mushrooms because it's a really good picture. Okay, it's I'll like, see if I can yeah, find it. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's pretty dope. And um, and then he was now with The Mushrooms and then uh, The Four of Us, a band called The Four of Us, were more like the California sound. And Glenn was from Detroit where it's very cold and mm-hmm. very like murky. And he wanted to get out to California. So he went with the four of us, that band, out to California. Yeah, and nothing really happened for that band there. But Glenn knew that he found his new home. So he was out there for a while. Mm-hmm. And he eventually became a backing musician yep. 
for for a young lady named Linda Ronstadt. Mm-hmm. You may have heard of her. And there was another person that was playing with Linda. Yeah, by the name of Don Henley. Yes. Yeah, Don Henley. Don himself. The Don himself, who is from Texas. Shout out to Texas. He's from a small town in Texas called Linden, but it's the birthplace of people like Scott Joplin, which is crazy. Mm -hmm. And so Don grew up listening to a lot of radio, hearing a lot of different types of music, also a Patsy Cline fan, and um, lots of different country bluegrass music. And he was playing, uh, he joined a band and was playing uh, Dixieland jazz, which is not very easy to play. So Mm -hmm. he's boning up his chops there in Texas and uh, playing with some high school friends in a band too because um, he started out just beating tables at school and stuff like that right. and used to annoy the hell right. out of the kids. As most drummers do. Uh-huh. And they were like, why don't you just get a drum? So he went to all like the school uh, school um, music area, you know, the music spot in the school. <laughs> the music room. The music room. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know those places. You know the room with the music. Exactly. So he fashioned his own little kind of drum kit and started making music on a makeshift drum kit. But then his mom took him to a music store, bought him a drum kit, and he said he loves her forever for that because... One, he still has it to this day, and they could barely afford that, but they believed in him so much that they bought him a drum kit. In Texas, he starts a band called, um, they had a different name then, I don't really remember it, um, but they had a song called A Simple Little Down Home Song for Rosie. It had a very long title, and it kind of had a sound like Little Feet, which was interesting. Oh, shout out to Little Feet. Yeah, but their band didn't really go anywhere, but anyway, he saw... Kenny Rogers came to Texas, mm-hmm. and Don went up to Kenny Rogers and was like, Mr. Rogers, you know, I think you'll want to hear our band. I love your chicken. We, <laughs> Sorry. We, sound, <laughs> we sound pretty good, and Kenny's like, hey, kid, I don't do that. I'm Kenny Rogers. You don't know when to hold him. Like, you you know, don't know when to fold him. Exactly. You should know when to walk away, when to run. But no, but Don knew exactly when to walk up to Kenny Rogers. Kenny Rogers actually went and heard them play mm-hmm. and then decided to take him under his wing. And he took him out to California, too, and started producing their band. And things didn't really go well for Shiloh. That was the band then. Mm-hmm. And they didn't really get anywhere either. So right. Don ended up, you know, in the circuit, just like Glenn. And then he, they both ended up playing for Linda Ronstadt's band. Don actually had to audition. Yeah. And Glenn was asked to join. Oh, the nerve. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Asking Don Henley to audition? <laughs> we should also mention that both of these people also sing yes. very well. Yes, yes. Don played drums, like we mentioned. Glenn was a guitar player. Yes. Although he played other things, but mostly guitar. Mostly guitar. And he was actually on a Bob Seger's song called Ramblin' Man. I got to ramble, he sounds amazing on it, on the, ba- on the background vocal. You yeah. can hear him really loud. He's like, Ramblin' Man. It's yeah, like really yeah, yeah, yeah. nice. Yeah. So yeah, they're in LA and they're playing for Linda mm-hmm. and they're doing pretty well. And I believe another member of Linda's band also became a member of the Eagles, right? Or was he not Bernie? Bernie Le- Leiden. Yeah. yeah. I always I always forget about to be, I, this sounds mean, but I always forget about him because I never think about him when I think of the Eagles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but was he he was also with, with Linda or no? Or they he was just they just knew them. They in the knew scene. each other because Bernie had played for uh, there's so many weird groups. He played a uh, weird group names with good sounds like yeah. the Flying Burrito Brothers. What's and, weird about that? <laughs> They like burritos and they can fly. I don't exactly. see what the big deal is. Nobody's Mexican in this band, but <laughs> but they like burritos. And their sound was good. But I think Bernie said that they had changed up another uh, member of the band. And he was very close to the original member. So he didn't really like where that was going. Right. Hashtag foreshadowing. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> 
and then Bernie ended up just like an artist. And it, we're gonna get more into the story of Glenn and um, and um, and Don leaving Linda Ronstadt, and they mm-hmm. suggest Bernie as as an uh, artist to come in and play with the new band that Don and Glenn want to start together. Right. So yeah, they knew him, but he wasn't in Linda's band. Was it? Was it Randy Meisner that was in Linda's band? Wasn't there another? Wasn't there a third person that was in Linda's band, or am I making that up? I believe that she suggested both of them to Glenn and Don. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so now we'll talk about Randy. Randy mm-hmm. Meisner, bass player with the high vocal, uh-huh. which the more we do podcasts, I'm really I'm realizing that having a bass player that can sing high notes is like key. We got to get into Randy's bass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's licking us with the bass on he's a lot of tracks. He's got some crazy bass lines. Yes. And but it's it's the same thing we were talking about Michael Anthony mm-hmm. um, from Van Halen yeah and obviously the bass playing is also really good but also the high vocal is really the kicker yeah like that is just as valuable like there's lots of people that are really good bass players yeah. but to be able to do that we're talking I keep thinking about this this gets deeper Peter Cetera from Chicago is another guy whoa with the high vocal and then the low with the bass so it's like he's got such a range i'm seeing a trend yeah yeah i'm just realizing that like this having nice. the bass player with the with the high notes okay is like that shit is key seems like it's key that okay. shit is really key mental note for side after dark yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> who any any high singing bass players want to move to brooklyn and be in our band <laughs> um okay so so now they're getting like the core group together yeah and you know they were playing with Linda, but they're realizing, okay, like we're we're gonna start our own thing, right? Yeah. And there's you know the conflicting um, stories of how they came up with the name. Mm-hmm. Some say that it had to do with they were in like the desert on peyote, and they saw like an eagle fly by or something, and they're yeah. like eagles. Yeah. Other people, others just like that. They like eagles. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but but I like the peyote story. I like the peyote story too. So I'm going to go with that. Uh-huh. If anybody asks, that's the official story from people who have never met any of these people. Mm-hmm, okay? Mm-hmm. So just write that down. Yeah. Later in life, they were saying things like, you know, it sounds like a team. It sounds like a, a gang. It sounds like a group. It sounds mm. like something you're interested in. So it's like, it's a really cool name. Like now that they've actually, you know, been into having the name The Eagles, they can analyze it as much as they want. You know, it's funny. I never thought about that, but you just saying that, like, Eagles definitely could have been, like, a motorcycle gang. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I never really thought about it like that because mm-hmm. I always just knew of – I was about to say the Eagles. I always knew of Eagles. Yeah, yeah. I feel like you can say the Eagles because I've watched a couple interviews and I've seen the Eagles come out of Glenn and Don and okay. a lot of other people's uh, – the other Fedler, Felders Felder. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, so – okay, well, whatever. We're, we'll say whatever the fuck we want, all right? That's this is our right. podcast, damn it. <laughs> They can say what they want on their podcast. <laughs> it's not like we're talking about talking heads. Then we'd have a problem. Yeah, come on. Come on, yeah, come on. Yeah. Um, so so what's so they, they get together, they put out their first album. Yeah. Self-titled. Yes. Immediately coming out with the bangers. Yeah. Take it easy is on that. Take it easy. Which I wrote. cannot believe that Take It Easy is on their first album. On their first album. Well, now that I um I still can't believe it. But it's understandable that it was co-written by Jackson Brown. Yeah. That's a little bit understandable because it was originally his song and he couldn't figure out the second verse. Um, standing on the corner in Winslow, Arizona. Such a fast act. Uh-huh. And Glenn was like, come on, man. There's a girl, my lord, in a flatbird Ford. What are you talking about? Slow it down and take a look at me. And then like Jackson's like, how mercurial. He's like women rock and roll and redemption all in the same oh, line he's like oh my gosh this guy's got something he's got something yeah that <laughs> that's so funny uh-huh. um witchy woman is on that song as well 
that's another great one. Great guitar work. Yeah, I somebody wrote that with Don. I want to say it's Don and Bernie that wrote that one. I believe it was Bernie as well. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just really crazy because you know, well, take it easy is like one of their most famous songs, mm -hmm. and I can't believe it's on their first album. It's like their sound was already so distinctive. Mm -hmm. And this is another time to point out that a big part of their sound is all of their voices coming together. Yeah. And the harmonies. Yeah. The harmonies are really what make these songs pop because, yeah. you know, take it easy. I mean, obviously it's great lyrics, you know, they're telling a story, you can really see the story, but it's like, you know, it's an acoustic guitar, it's a pretty basic drum beat. It's nothing too crazy. Yeah. But when the harmonies come in, it just jumps out at you. Yeah. You it's, know? It, it took them like not too long, but a minute to get that sound together. Cause like, mm -hmm. um, Jackson Brown was ever, already signed with, uh, David Geffen who had started a new record label called Asylum Records way back in the day. And, um, the guys wanted to sign with David too. So they auditioned for him once they got Bernie and Randy and they were like, we're going to go to David and try to get a record deal. They got a record deal. And then Bernie, I mean, uh, David was like, you know, you guys aren't really gelled together. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get you together with this British producer named Glenn Johns. I believe that was his name. Gl Glenn. Yeah. Glenn, Glenn with the Y, right? Yeah. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Glenn and Glenn weren't really friends in a way. <laughs> Cause that uh, rhymes. Yeah, Glenn is saying that how, okay, you got Bernie, who's like one of the best mandolin players, got this really great country bluegrass thing going on. Oh, yeah, we should have shot on. that out. We should have said that also. Yeah, Bernie played like not just the guitar, but also like all the other string instruments, yes. the banjo, yes. the mandolin, like all those instruments on those eagles. That was him. And oh, he, yeah. He definitely brought a big country influence to mm -hmm. them. Not that he was the only one that brought a country mm -hmm. influence to him, but he definitely had a lot of that with him. Oh, yeah. You can hear it at the end of Take It Easy when the harmonies come in. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds yeah, yeah. great. So he's like, yeah, you got Bernie on this end, and then you got Glenn, who clearly wants to do rock and roll. And he's like, they got to figure it out. So they had like one moment when they're about to go on lunch break. Glenn is about to throw his hat in the air and just like forget about them because he just can't figure them out. And then they start singing the harmonies right mm -hmm. before lunch break. And Glenn was like, that was one of the that's most it. beautiful sounds. Yeah. And yeah, and that's how they brought it together on that album but still there there was still becoming like a lot of conflict going like they had success off that first album right but the eagles they they were there was a little bit of conflict there because bernie liked the bluegrass in the country but glenn really wanted it to be a rock band with a bit of country in it and you know that's that's something that I think is really actually super important to why they sound the way that they do mm -hmm. is having those conflicting influences yeah because and we'll get into this more later, but you know, I we've talked about this. You've said this many times. The Eagles just sound like America. Mm -hmm. And the more that I did research for this, I understand why I think that is. But I'm gonna wait a little bit to okay. say why until we introduce some more people. Okay, is this because of their like birthplaces and yes. stuff? Yeah. Okay. All yes. right. So we'll, we'll we'll keep that. Um. Well, we've got four eagles right now mm -hmm. and we could give them some names right by now by now they're kind of establishing i think we who have some are. names for them we've got yeah. some names for them so uh don henley i feel like because of his attitude towards you know having a really tight band mm -hmm. being on the road no drugs in the studio at all making the music he's gonna be boss eagle he was he definitely is well, he's the dawn. He's the dawn. He's the dawn. Oh, shit. This is all coming together. <laughs> it's all a wave. Yeah. yeah. He's definitely Boss Eagle. And we decided to call... Um, it's a wave now. Uh, <laughs> we decided to call Glenn Face Eagle. One, because he's handsome. Kind of a, a heartthrob. And I don't think he would mind. He went kind of bare-chested on the cover for De yeah, Desperado. Yeah, yeah. He yeah, wouldn't yeah. mind us talking about how he looks. And also... Uh-huh. 
in his face, he kind of looks like an eagle, <laughs> though. Does, like yes. he has, he has a very like sh- he has very sharp features. Yes, you know, he definitely has that vibe to him. And we were saying, we were saying right before we went on that this band is one of the few bands where you can see their personalities in their faces. Right, exactly. You know, and exactly. you can like if you look at just a picture of Don Henley, you're like, that guy is the serious one. That one is definitely the serious one. You know, Glenn. You know, he. You could tell that he's very driven, but he likes to have a good time. Yes. Yeah. You could see that. Yeah. You know. Yep. You yep. can see all that, and you could tell that Birdie is a is a country guy. Yep. So we're know? calling him Country Eagle. Country Eagle. Country Eagle. And then Randy hits the high notes, so we're just gonna call him Eagle Soprano. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's a cool one. I, feel I like, like that. Eagle Soprano. Yeah, and he, oh, his his high notes are so good. So good. Like um, one of these nights. I know that's later on, but mm-hmm. like. I was singing it. Usually I just mock the voices, but I yeah. really wanted to do the highest note. And I'm like, that is You're high. Like, Dude. Yeah. That is high. Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. But we'll get more into that. So, okay. So the first album, you know, it was successful. Mm-hmm. I think Take It Easy hit like top 20, yeah. I believe. Okay. Um, so, you know, there, it wasn't a, a bum album. Right. At all. Right. So, they, but obviously, you know, they want to be growing. They want to get more successful as they go on. Mm-hmm. Um, so they start working on their next album, which this is like, I don't, I don't know if this is controversial. I think this is my, probably my least favorite Eagles album. Oh yeah. Just cause, okay. It's called Desperado uh-huh. and I'll go on a little rant here. The song Desperado is my least favorite Eagles song I by agree. far. I feel like it's just super corny for like no reason, Desperado. Yeah. but they, because and I think it has to do with, like, they purposely said they wanted to go with, like, a cowboy theme. They did. They did. Which, you know, again, they have a lot of country western influence. You mm-hmm. know, they got they got the, some, some you know, the banjo, the mandolin. They got Texas. They got all these different things rolling around. But it's not really my cup of tea, necessarily. Right. Obviously, there's still good songs on it. There are good songs on the album. I was listening to them. They got a book of, uh, Jackson had gotten a book of gunslingers. Mm. And they were all looking in the album. And that's where they got their concept for from. And uh, they said, like, oh, you know, when we're kind of living on the road, we're kind of living the life of an outlaw. No, you're not. One, the word describes itself. You the, are outside of the law. The law is not after the Eagles. I don't think they've ever been after the Eagles. No, I think I think the law is a fan. The law is, the law a, is fan. a fan. Definitely a fan of the Eagles. You drive in a car, you're driving a little over the speed limit. If you're playing the Eagles, I don't think you're getting stopped. I don't. Well, wait, we should test it. <laughs> test we should see. live our lives in the fast lane a little bit. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. So they they put that album out. Mm-hmm. You know, it still does well. I mean, they're still nowhere near the heights that they're going to reach. No, they haven't soared. Yeah, the record execs, <laughs> the record execs weren't happy with that concept either. Yeah. They were like, "Oh, they made a cowboy album." They were like, in their face, they were like, "This is great, guys. Cool, thanks." Yeah, and they were like, they turned around and were like, "Oh my god, they made a cowboy album." Right. And this was, I think they were being managed by uh, Irving Azoff at the time. Yes. He was like power, power agent. Like, oh, yeah. He's represented like every fucking famous musician. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. We're going to call him Legal Eagle. Legal Eagle. Because they're still kind of, they're still with him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, that'll come up later. Mm-hmm. Um, bigger things. 
But so then after that, I believe, is one of these nights, the next album? Yeah, they're working on the next album. Because this Desperado album, they were really pissed. They were going into England to still work with uh, Glenn. And Glenn wanted certain echoes on the vocals. And he wanted certain sounds. He wanted more of the country, too. And after the first album, they were starting to assert themselves. They knew themselves more as songwriters mm -hmm. and musicians and stuff, and they could go head-to-head -head with a producer, and Glenn was like, hell no. And they were like, okay, well, bye. First, they were enthralled, because, you know, Glenn had produced, like, he had worked with the Stones. He had done some big things. Yeah, yeah. you know, so they were excited to go and, and work in the exact studio that Zeppelin had recorded in and stuff. But then after, they left the pond, and they came back to America to work with a new producer. They needed a new producer. Mm -hmm. And this was um, Bill... Sim I can't say his name right. Simchik? Simchik. Yeah. Bill Simchik. It's got a lot of Ys and Cs and Zs and Ks. But mm -hmm. I'm, I think I'm saying Bill Simchik right. And uh, Bill Simchik started out in the Navy working mm -hmm. sonar. And then after when the war was done, when he's done, he came back and he was like, well, I need a job now. So he's like, well, let me use my ears. I can use my ears. So he started going into production. And then he was in on a Carol Kane session, I believe. And he was like, this is actually fun. Yeah. And then after he started boning up his chops and he was like, I can produce better than some of the producers that are hiring me. And then he got a call from the Eagles. They had heard of him too. And they were like, well, we want you to produce the album. He let Glenn know he was doing it. Glenn was like, better you than me, mate. Because <laughs> uh, they had hated each other by now, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't end really well with the Eagles. Eagles. And then, so now they're producing, yeah, third album now. And around this time, they bring in another guitar player. Yes. Somebody came in on a session, one of Bernie's friends. Yeah, they were, he came in just to do like slide guitar on a song for them, yes, believe, right? Yes, that's it. Yes, and this was a man by the name of Don Felder. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And he's from Gainesville, Florida. Woohoo! Um, the story is that he actually learned slide guitar from Dwayne Allman. Really? I'm and then he right taught a young Tom Petty how to play guitar. Get but out. Tom Petty disputes that. He said that he didn't actually tell him how to teach him how to play guitar, but he did teach him a little bit of piano. Okay. But they definitely knew each other. Okay. That's confirmed. All right. All right. Gainesville. It's not a big place. Yeah. Yeah. Especially um, music industry in the early 70s. Yeah. Yeah. Small, yeah. So small world. They, he, well, because he was working at a music store. Okay. Yeah. So it's I'm probably, really being educated right now. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. So Dom was working at a music store. I, I read he was only working there for like 18 months, but during that time he met Dwayne and Tom. Okay. Because again, it's Gainesville, Florida. There's not a fucking lot of people there. And the amount of people at the time that were really into rock music is not going to be huge you're going to gravitate towards each other eventually. True, true, true. Um, but Don didn't stay in Gainesville. He went a lot of places. He moved to New York. Um, he was in a band up here. That band didn't work out. Then he moved to Boston. That didn't work out. Then he eventually made it to LA. Okay. Where he eventually got into the orbit, you know, and, and he was eventually asked to join the band because uh -huh. he is a great guitar player. Yeah, they called him Fingers Felder. Mm. When he came in and played in that session, he said he was just thinking he was coming in to just, you know, do a little session work. And then the next day he was called and asked. So I feel it's just appropriate to call him Eagle Fingers. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, if that, you, you know you're killing it if you play just like, oh, yeah, I'll do a little slide. Yeah. You want to be in the band full time? Exactly. Uh, he has easily. Okay. I'm so glad we got reminded of a lot of the Eagles music and stuff like that because Don Felder has easily become one of my favorite guitarists. Of yeah, all he's time. great. Mm -hmm. he's, re he's, he's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so the album they're working on becomes uh, One of These Nights, mm -hmm. and this is such a great album, because mm -hmm. there's so much... First of all, the title track mm -hmm. is amazing. Everything from the, the opening bass line... 
Shout out to Randy Meisner. <laughs> to the guitar harmonies. <laughs> which is right there is you can really feel Felder. Yes, that first note. Mm -hmm. Like he wanted you to hear that. Oh my yes. gosh. It's so clean. It's so clean. And then and the solo on that song too. It, I feel like it, you know what's really interesting. Like you know, in every band, every member adds up to create the individual sound. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's not any more obvious than in this band. Oh yeah. Because they have, and you know, there's another guitarist that's going to be coming up soon. Oh yeah. And you can see this people like a, one person coming into the band, and the whole vibe of the band changing. Yeah. And that definitely happened when Felder came in. Oh it yeah. Definitely got more rocking. Definitely the more. The guitar rock. solos got crazier. Mm -hmm. The the guitar work got better, and it just made everything a little more intense. Yeah. 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 yeah but yeah. then also on this album, you have songs like Lion Eyes. Ain't no way to hide your lion eyes. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Which is such a that song makes me cry almost every time. Yeah. It's just such a you know it's a sad song. But like the way that he tells a story, mm -hmm. that that Glenn tells a story, and the way that he sings it, it's just like you really feel it and you really see it like Isn't every that time. Great? Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, I, I I agree. I totally agree. And that was inspired by them just hanging out in the bar, watching like young women date men that were definitely older than them, than them, and they were definitely, definitely only interested money. in for money. <laughs> yeah, you know. So yeah. Man, that's a good album. But as they're going, right? So Fingers is in. Eagle Fingers is in. <laughs> yeah. And they're really rocking, like you said. And this is starting to add a little bit more conflict because mm -hmm. Bernie wants the country sound. And right. it's like there's there's kind of no way you can do a really heavy country sound with somebody like Don Felder in the band. It definitely changes things. Yeah. It definitely makes it a little harder. Yeah, you know. So, you know, most of the band was happy. I believe that... Don Henley said that he would sometimes be agreeing with Bernie on the musical direction of some songs, but most of the time be agreeing with Glenn in terms mm -hmm. of the direction. So Bernie was starting to get pissed, you know. Yeah. You know, I mean, understandably. But we're talking about young guys who want to feed the fans and who also want to do their own thing at the same time. So mm -hmm. we're not going to harp on like the conflicts and like, you know, the problems and stuff like that, because it's really hard to be in a band. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And get everything out to the public and still be satisfied with yourself as musicians at the same time. So yeah, there were, there were a lot of conflicting things. Bernie pours a beer over Glenn's head and, you know, and Bernie is done. He's just pretty much done thinking he should leave the band because it's not going in the direction yeah. he wants and it to they, go. Luckily for them, they did have a pretty good replacement, but I'm not going to get to him yet. Not I want to say it's something else. So obviously this album does really well. Mm -hmm. They're clearly climbing. Yeah. Soaring, as some may say. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Flapping their wings. Uh-huh. And around this time, their manager and the record label decides, hey, we're going to put out a Greatest Hits album. Yeah. We're not going to talk to the band about it, though. We're just kind of going to do it. Yeah. And, you know, they weren't super happy about that. Yeah. But it turns out that that Greatest Hits album ended up becoming one of the biggest selling albums ever. Ever. So now the stage is set. Yeah. They've gotten huge off that Greatest Hits album. They were already big, but now the Greatest Hits album, it's it's, it's giant. Yeah. They're getting rid of, of Bernie. Yeah. And they're replacing him with a man named Joe Walsh. Yes, the Rocker Eagle. Yes, the Rocker Eagle comes in. You can and, you, and Joe Walsh has so many different lanes that you can call him Rocker Eagle, Eagle Rocker, Rocker Eagle, Eagle Rocker. Back Cocaine and forth. Eagle. Cocaine Eagle. The but that's a little eagle. later. Yeah, a little yeah. later. But they were um, they shared uh, a manager or a producer. 
I forgot. I, I forgot don't if remember. it was yeah, Bill. Yeah. But they shared somebody. So sometimes during their concerts, they would bring Joe out in mm. a in a um a gearbox. And they would open the gearbox and Joe would pop out and he would start playing guitar and stuff. So then, you know, Glenn started thinking like, oh man, Bernie wants to leave. Why don't I trade Joe for Bernie? Right. Like, you know, so that's that's where the sound kind of changes again. Yes. And, and here comes the rock. That's another thing where you could really see on his face who he is. Mm-hmm. Like when you look at him, and especially this era, you're like, this guy loves a party uh-huh. and this guy loves rock and roll. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And he joined the band, and it's like, it's just literally like a shot of adrenaline straight into the the heart of the Eagles. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, it's really, like, this is what I'm saying. Like, obviously, Felder, you know, they're clearly coming, they're like, they're shifting more to the rock. Yeah. But it's like, all it takes is that one person, Mm -hmm. and now, and they're like, pedal to the fucking metal. Yeah. Life in the fast lane. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, So, the next album is... One of the most famous albums ever. Uh-huh. With one of the most famous songs. Some of the... A couple of the most famous songs ever, actually. Oh, yeah. It's called Hotel California. Oh, yeah. If you've ever heard of it. hmm And, again, you just... I don't know if it's necessarily just Joe being in the band now or if they were all hitting their stride all at the same time. Mm-hmm. But this album is... There's... It's just... It's a work... It literally is a work of art. Like, everything yeah. is so fucking good on this album. Yeah. And I remember... The, the title track, Hotel California. Welcome to the Hotel California. There's a reason it's so legendary. I mean, it's just fucking amazing. Yeah, it's it's the it's it's everything. It's Don Felder actually writing the music, mm-hmm. starting out with the, the the music, and it's it's Don Henley's lyrics. It's just like, what is he talking about? And Every sentence and his voice. It's like you wanna you're following this story what word for next? word, exactly. A shimmering light, and it's just like he's starting to get tired now. We've all been there. You're on right. the road, like you know, and then you step in someplace. It's just a great, great song. And then stab it with their steely knives. They shout out to Steely Dan in the song, who they love. They said they wanted to write a song like steely dan so they decided to do this but they still can't kill the beast they still can't kill the beast i mean the song is just great i think what makes this song great is like now you have kind of like a two and two thing you have glenn and don who started it right the the songwriters and then you have joe and don so you got two dueling guitars that are holding it down here and then you got the songwriters who are holding it here and then you got randy just yes. right at the bottom, just I mean the baseline for Hotel California is so insane. Good. Yeah. Wow. It, this thing is so crazy is that you know, when you're talking about like you know, the seventies were really great for super long guitar solos to end a song. Mm-hmm. Well, specifically this song in Freebird, but that's a different story. Yeah. But in this song, like the end of that is so good. The bass line is so good. It's so crazy to think that it's overshadowed by how good the guitar solos are. When yes. they have these dueling, they're literally, it still blows my mind. I remember hearing that, maybe not the first, I can't remember the first time I heard this song. Me it's neither. just part of life. Yeah, I mean, you heard it in the womb, most yeah, likely. But I remember like the first time I knew about music enough to really understand what was going on. I'd be like, wait, wait, so they're harmonizing, but then they're also switching off solos, but then they're going back into the harmonizing, like it's just no big deal. Yeah. It's just crazy. Yeah. And you can even hear, I can hear now when it's Joe versus when it's... Me too. Now I can hear it. Right? Isn't that beautiful? And yeah. like um, a shout out to Joe too, because Joe at the end said, you know, to Don, we should do something like... So, I mean, that's like a peak in the song as well. You yeah. know, that pulls you in. So 
shout out to the Eagles for making such a beautiful, beautiful song. That is, I can hear that song all the time. I'm, I'm never, ever sick of that song. 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, I also want to shout out, so, Life in the Fast Lane. Life in the Fast Lane. Uh-huh. I didn't know that that was a term that was came from that song. Like, apparently, this, I looked it up. So, you know, that's like a colloquial, like, people say that all the time. Oh, life in the fast lane, blah, blah, blah. Because that came from a Joe Walsh lick. He just, do, 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 do. Yes. And I think it was Glenn. Who was driving. Who was, Glenn was in the car with, like, a drug dealer once. Yes. Who was going, like, 100 on the freeway. Yeah. And he was just like, what the fuck, bro? And the drug dealer was like, life in the fast lane, exactly, baby. Yeah. yeah. And then Glenn had that in his head, and he heard Joe's riff. And he put it all together. So you're telling me that nobody was saying that before that? Like the Not, guy? That's apparently what I've heard is that people like tried to trace the origin of that saying. Yeah. And there's no recorded or there's no recorded uh, version of that saying before that song. Wow. Which was crazy to me because I thought it was the opposite. I thought it was something that people said and they yes. put it into the song. Yeah. But apparently it's the opposite and they can't find any proof of that. In a like written word, I had no idea before that. No idea. I thought, because yeah. I saw like when Glenn was telling the story too, and it's just like he was like, Yeah, you know, life in a fast lane. And I thought that that's just a saying that he said, and he was like, hmm, I now. should put it in a song. Mm. Wow, that's really cool. I can't, I mean, I don't, I didn't do all the research myself. Like, oh, it doesn't say life in the fast lane anywhere ever in the world before that, but that is what I've heard. Yeah, yeah. and I'm just gonna believe it. Yeah, I'm gonna go with it Fuck too. It. Like, oh my gosh, how cool. And then the lyrics for that song, it just starts out okay he was brutally handsome and mm-hmm. she was terminally pretty yeah. like whoa i mean ugh. i mean it's just it's just too good it's just too good it's too good and glenn glenn is so good uh-huh uh-huh and then don at the end i love the i love the country hard rockness of the end of that song too yes yeah you just gotta love it oh man and now that we've brought in most of the most of the members mm-hmm. i want to go back to what i was talking about earlier i think the reason that this band sounds just like America is because all of these people are from all these different places, all these different places, all in America. America. Yes. You got, you got Don from Texas. Yep. You got, you know, uh, Mr. Felder uh-huh. from Gainesville. Yeah. You got, um, Randy Mize is from like Nebraska. Yes. Joe Walsh from- is from Kansas. Mm-hmm. I think, um, um, Bernie's from Minnesota, I believe. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Joe Walsh is from like everywhere from like Ohio and then went to high school in New Jersey yeah. and lived in New York a little bit. Like, it's just crazy. Yeah. And then obviously, um, Glenn was from Detroit. Yeah. Glenn's so there's from- so much going on here. Mm-hmm. And it's, and I think the con, the, what's the word? Convolution, com. Uh, the convalescence? Together. Conv- convalescence. Thank yeah, you. Okay. Thank you. Um, the convalescence of all these things is why I think this band just sounds like America. Because you know, like you hear some bands, you're like, oh, this is this is for sure a New York band, mm-hmm. or this is an LA band, mm-hmm. and this band just sounds. I didn't think they were from LA. Like I thought no. they were from Texas or something. Right. And Me it's too. like you just feel all these different influences coming from all over the country. And I think it's really interesting. Like, you know, in America, I feel like there's certain cities that have like a pull to them. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Like if you're on the West Coast, LA has the big pull. Yeah. If you're in the Midwest, Chicago has the big pull. Mm-hmm. If you're on the East Coast, obviously New York has the big pole. Mm-hmm. So, but I feel like with all these people coming from all these different places and just all ending up in LA, it just sounds so American in a way that nobody else really does. Because it's not specifically country. Right. It's not specifically rock. Mm-hmm. It's not specifically R&B. Right. It's just all these things all at once. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's you can't fake that. Yeah. It's just, you just can't. It's just some honest stories. And I, I love that about them. I love that, you know... 
that there's not necessarily a show. They're on the stage in t-shirts, mm-hmm. and jeans, like, you know, nobody's like dressed the same and stuff like that. I think yeah. that's the other um, pull too to the people. It's mm-hmm. like, this is somebody that looks like me. I swear, Glenn looks like somebody I went to school with. Yeah. He, he acts looks like, like a somebody. Guy, yep. He looks like a guy you would see in the bar just drinking a beer, chilling. His whole personality. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you could, like, from young to old, even his, even when he passed away, like, even in his old age, it's like, this is somebody I know from, like, work or somebody's dad or something yeah. like that. He's just very familiar. Yeah. You know? 100%. It's crazy. Um, so around this time, there's some issues with Randy. Mm-hmm. Um, he had, they had a song called Take It to the Limit. Take it to the limit. So he sang lead on that song. Mm-hmm. And he didn't really like to do it. But it was a big hit. Yes. And they were basically like, hey, Randy, go out and sing your fucking song. <laughs> and one day he was like, I don't want to sing the fucking song anymore. Yeah. So they fired him, basically. So they basically fired him. Look, Randy... You first of all, you missed an opportunity here. What you do, you missed a big marketing opportunity here. Mm-hmm, go on. What you do is you're like, uh, 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 the voice is down a little bit. I may be able to do it tonight. I may not. So people are like, oh, Randy, is Randy gonna do Ooh, it? Is it gonna happen? Is, it, is, it, is, is gonna he gonna happen? take it to the limit? Randy might have to get a little bit of surgery. You just fake a story, and people yeah. are like, oh, oh, and then all of a sudden Randy comes back and he's like, I can do it. I can do the note. Yeah, so that'll yeah, yeah. give Randy enough time to get over his anxiety, because hmm. it's like I know a lot of Eagle fans are pissed about this about Randy. Andy being fired but it's just like imagine being hired for work and you know the night before work you drink a lot yeah. you smoke a lot you hang out with the ladies and stuff like that and you come to tell everybody at the job and it's like look man i was drinking a lot last night yeah i'm not gonna do the job today you're yeah. all right with that no it can't really happen you know glenn's yeah. like i hate singing take it easy and peaceful easy feeling i'm I tired know. of it's, it it's honestly sad i think mean, it is but they're young that's the other thing you're talking about young guys who yeah. are just getting a whole bunch of fame you can't really blame randy for missing his family and not feeling like singing that night but at the same time it's an organization now it's a job mm-hmm. now you have to do the job or you just don't yeah at, the, at some point it's like suck it up bro you're in one of the biggest ba- this doesn't just happen yeah this being in a band like this doesn't happen multiple times in your life exactly and that's the thing and then it was back then so we're talking about joe describes all these guys as like alphas you know what i'm saying and randy didn't like confrontation and stuff he wasn't like that so they didn't have like oh do you have anxiety how are you feeling sir what's your mental health like it was either do it or don't Don't, do it yeah. yeah that's just what the day was you know right so yeah so randy was out uh, and they soprano. they bring in a man named Timothy B. Schmidt. Uh-huh. Who, again, great bass player, yeah. also with the high voice. With the high voice. Because that is what is needed. Yeah. They that knew, is necessary. They knew him from a band called Poco. Because yeah. Randy he replaced Randy in the band Poco. Randy was already <laughs> in a band called Poco. These weird names from the late 60s and 70s. But yeah. they made good music. Because like when you hear the sound bites. Um, yeah, so Randy um, gets replaced by Timothy once again. And he comes in, and we're gonna call Timothy Peace Eagle. Peaceful Eagle. Peaceful. Oh, Peaceful Eagle sounds yeah, great. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And you, he's another one. Again, you look at him, and he just seems like such a kind, like yep. a nice guy. Yeah, yeah. You yep. know. Mm-hmm. But at this point, they're you know one of, if not the biggest band in the world. Yeah. And there's a lot of pressure on them to you know have a big follow up. Mm-hmm. So it takes the longest amount of time that it's taken them to put out a record after that. It takes them three full years. Yeah. 
to put out the next record. Because they're starting to get pissed at each other. Don yes. Felder wants to sing more. Don is a really, really great guitarist and has had some great solo work after the Eagles too. But if you had to measure all the voices in the band, he's not the best voice in the band. No. So um, there's a song called Victim of Love. Don writes the music for Victim of Love. He actually wanted to sing on it, mm. but his vocals didn't sound great on it. He practiced it for a week, and all of a sudden they had a legal eagle take eagle fingers out to dinner and tell him, like, look, hey, the band hey, said, buddy. Uh, the band says uh, you don't sound too great. You should play. Yeah, he didn't take that great. And Boss Eagle should sing. So that's what started pissing them off. And this is what I'm talking about, being young and getting the fame. Because um, when you see, like, Joe Walsh explain the story, he's like, what I know is that Don and Glenn always said, this is the best thing for the, the Eagles. Band. Yes. Yeah. And it's like, it's hard to understand that when you're an individual, but you have to understand that if you're in a band. So a lot of tensions are flying because of those things. People want right. to do this. People want to do that. Members in the band who've been there a couple of years, but not founding members want to have more input, you right. know? So those are the problems that are starting to arise. And that causes the writing block, mm -hmm. I feel like. Yeah. So yeah, again, it takes three years to get the next album out. Mm -hmm. And then also I want to say, it's like, it's not like, how do I want to say this? Don has a fucking great voice. Mm -hmm. It's not like, oh yeah, he's like a little better than you. He can do it. It's like, no, like, I'm sorry. Like, and, you know, Glenn has a great voice, too, but it's not nearly as good as Don's. And Glenn purposely stopped singing as much because Don's mm -hmm. voice started becoming the voice. And he's even he even said something. He's like, why would I sing this when we have Don Henley? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because he knows. Because mm -hmm. there's a certain, like, uh, like a smokiness yeah. uh, to Don's voice that the other guys just don't have. And that's not something that you can teach. That's yeah. Just, that's what your voice sounds like. That's your yeah. throat. Like, I feel like being in a band, you have to start to let go of yourself. And, yeah. It's about the group. What's best for the band. Yeah. Yeah. You have to you have to be about the collective and less less ego. Yeah. But you know, i I'll you know, we've done so many of these podcasts now and you know, we're talking about people that are mostly young, they're getting a lot of fame, they're getting mm -hmm. a lot of money, success, and the ego starts to get bigger and bigger. Yeah. And the ego can only get so big when you're part of a group. Yeah. If you're a solo act, no one's really gonna tell you shit. Yeah. But if you're in a band and this is a collaborative process, mm -hmm. there can only be so much I. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So, Victim of Love is a hot song too, though. I can't imagine anybody else's voices on, on that. But Don. I mean, all these songs are fucking great. Yeah. But you know. So anyway, so so they put out the next album eventually mm -hmm. called The Long Run, mm -hmm. which is so fucking good. Yes. That album yes. is also so great. Oh yeah. Even the the title track. There's so many songs. But first of all, let me go back a little bit. There's so many songs by Eagles mm -hmm. that I knew just. Again, just from being, I guess, an American, just yeah. by living here and just going around, that I didn't even realize were the Eagles. Me They're too. They're just so, like, just a part of American culture. Yeah. And I'm like, I remember listening to The Long Run, like, a couple years ago, and I was like, I didn't even know this was the fucking Eagles. Yeah, yeah. I, we were talking about it just before we started recording, and I was like, half of my life as a little kid, I thought, first I thought Joni Mitchell saw it saying, I can't tell you why. I And then I thought it was an R&B song by like a random black person that didn't get a lot of fame in the 70s. Like I, a one-hit wonder. I, yeah, 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 I yeah. never knew until like older, older years, like past high school, that that was the Eagles. Mm -hmm. Like crazy. Oh, shout out to Don for the solo on that. Oh, yeah. Too. Also mm -hmm. at the end. Oh, yeah. 
There's so much soul in that. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, away. yeah. I think before we need to shout out that Joe uh, Rocker Eagle does have like a world record for trashing hotel rooms. I, I, we don't have to put that in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shout mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so now they're, again, like the biggest band in the world. Mm-hmm. They put out a new album that's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh, and also Timothy is that was his his time to shine. Yeah. You know what's funny? That was his version of Take It to the Limit, basically. Yeah. If they left if they lasted longer, it would have been interesting to see how he dealt with having to sing that song. That's true. But we, you know, we didn't really get the chance to see how that would play out for obvious reasons. We'll get into that. Yeah. Um, so that was the last album they put out during their classic period. Yeah, yeah. A lot of stuff happened towards the end of that album. They start arguing more and more. Mm-hmm. And then you want to talk about the the senator, the show for the senator or whatever? I do want to talk about the senator for the show. Um, Okay, so they... Don has a lot of uh, political affiliation and a lot of uh, political, you know, things that are close to his heart. You Mm -hmm. know, doesn't like bombs. It doesn't like, you know, the war and things like that. So uh, Linda Ronstadt wanted them to support a senator named Alan Cranston. And they had supported different senators before. And um, Don Felder was not into them doing benefit concerts and stuff. Henley says he was more interested in putting the money in his own pocket. I mm. just think he was just a young man that just didn't give an F or didn't yeah. give a shit about politics and stuff. And that's what he says himself. Mm. So they do the benefit for the guy. And at the end of the concert, this guy must have known that Felder hated him. <laughs> because out of all the Eagles to come up to and thank... Yeah. He thanks Felder. The senator. Yeah, yeah, the senator. Mr. Cranston thanks. Senator Cranston thanks Felder. And Felder's like, you're welcome. And as soon as the senator turns his back, Felder says, I guess. Listen, Felder, you could have just done a head nod. A quiet mouth with a head nod would have told the senator right away that you don't like him, but you're here. Like, you know what I'm saying? The I guess is kind of a move because he turned his back you know what i'm saying yeah not cool but still in my mind it doesn't warrant a fight but yeah well so yeah so that is what happened yes. so dom was pissed oh yeah because <laughs> again he was really into the cause yeah and felt is basically like, i don't give a fuck dude yeah and yeah don was not they were like literally about gonna fight yes don was pissed face eagle had a face crack at the moment he was pissed too he was very mad feathers are ruffling a lot of swooping, a lot of circling. Yeah, so, I mean, that was basically the end of the band right there. They yeah. Were, they, they, they were just like, it's done. We yeah, there's the- audio of them arguing on stage, you know, yeah. somebody's starting to kill somebody Yeah. right after the concert. The quote from Don was that the band will get to back together when hell freezes over. Yes, yes. Felder smashes his cheapest guitar, hops in a limo, and heads out. I want to say something about this moment here, too. Because this is like 1980. What were y'all doing here in the music industry? You're killing Bonzo. You're getting rid of Zeppelin. You're getting rid of the Eagles. I don't know what's going on. But Beatles are already done. Who knows what's going on? It's a new decade. It's time for a change. It's time for a change, I guess. But this is the thing here. They say that Felder doesn't get his credit, you know, for what he's contributed to the Eagles. I feel like the credit is right there. Felder walks out and the band disbands. They can't go on without them. They don't go. Well, they do after, but like, you know what I'm saying? Eventually, yeah, yeah. The credit is right there because they could have easily been like, all right, well, fuck this guy. We can try to get somebody else or we'll just go on without him. They could have easily have done that. But they can't. Right, right. So Don Felder and Don Felder fans, there's his credit right there. That is a really good point. Mm -hmm. 
I didn't really think about that, to be honest. Yeah. But that is really true. Yeah. And kind of knowing how Texas people are, it's like, I feel like if Don Henley and Don Felder are like annoyed with each other, they're not going to be like, oh, he's the greatest guitar we've ever, guitarist we've ever had. Yeah. He's just going to be like, all right, well then it's over. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And that's your credit right there. That's like a man to man, Texas man point. credit, you know? Yeah. He's like, all right, well he, he had it. So, I mean, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. They were tired by this point. And again, we got to reiterate, these are young guys. Like, you know what I'm saying? They're the first to do a lot of things in history. Yeah. You know, there's no book for that. Like, Mm-mm. you know, the point is, did they complete the assignment? Did they make the hits? Do you love them or not? I think they I think they did all right. Yeah. I think they did pretty well. Uh-huh. Um so yeah, so the band breaks up and I feel the worst for Joe Walsh. Yeah. Because he took it really fucking hard. Uh-huh. He cuz you know, again, from his standpoint, like he comes into this band, he he seemed like he really enjoyed all the guys in the band. Yes. Yeah. It doesn't really sound like he had problems with anybody. I never really heard anybody really getting arguments with him. He's a head down and nose clean kind of guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the band breaks up and like, you know, he continues to do solo work and well, they all mostly do solo work and Don okay. does a lot of solo work and he has huge songs by himself. Yes. Because again, he has the voice. Yeah. Yeah. But there's so many songs that we just didn't know that they did solo. Um, There's an Eagle song that I actually love. Shout out to Joe. Walsh for this one because this song is called In the City. In the city. Mm, and yeah, I never yeah, yeah. knew that was the Eagles. Yeah. And that is the ending song for a song a movie called The Warriors, mm-hmm. which is a Brooklyn movie about these kids trying to get back to Coney Island, which a yeah, lot of yeah. Brooklyn people would be like, that was like a play. But well, it was. Yeah, but, it, yeah it's yeah. kind of corny, kind of cheesy, but at the same time, it's fun. when the song ended, I loved that song, and I had no, I had to wait for the movie. When I got older and watched it again as an older person, I waited for it to end to see like who sang this, and I was like, mm-hmm. the Eagles. Eagles? Sang this? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So they break up. Joe Joe takes it really hard, and like really for like the next like twelve years, he just kind of sinks into like a downward spiral. A downward spiral. Yeah, yeah. Um, Timothy Beachman also took it hard because he was in Poco, and you know Glenn was like he was making like two hundred fifty dollars a week in Poco, yeah. and then all of a sudden he's in the Eagles, and just for like a year and a half, and, and then it's done. He's like, this was my dream, and all of yeah. a sudden it's over. Yeah, that sucks. Mm-hmm. So you know they're doing all these other things. But then eventually they do get back together. They do. Because what was it? Was it um was it Garth Brooks? Travis Tritt. Travis Tritt. Yeah. Okay, so Travis Tritt, big country singer, he like basically organized a whole country album of Eagle songs. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And he did was was it Take It Easy? Yeah. He did a video for Take It Easy and he invited all of them to come be in the video. Yeah. And they showed up. They showed up. And that was the first time they had all been there together and, you know, whatever. 12 14 years at that yeah. point yeah yeah yeah. it was actually 94 so they probably were like listen dan berg's being born this year we have got to That's get me. this band together <laughs> we gotta do it we gotta do the thing <laughs> yeah i know so they so they met up and that was like the first time they had seen each other in so long and they were just kind of like Man, we don't really hate each other that much, right? Yeah, you just needed a nap. You needed to take a break. Yeah. You know, that, that's pretty much what it was. So they get back together. They re- re- release a new album uh-huh. um, based on what Henley said about, <laughs> he said, you know, look, we'll get back together when hell freezes over. Right. Well, we're back together. So I guess hell just froze over. Oh, yeah. So, you know, that's the name of the album. Uh-huh. Um, they go on a tour. It becomes like the highest selling tour, like the highest ticket prices too, because I think their manager, I think it was Irving, he was like, well, you know, people were upset about the $100 tickets, but it was like, you know, they were the first band to ever charge $100 for a ticket. Uh-huh. 
And they were like, well, the thing is, you know, the Eagles fans, they're older now, and they got more money, so they're going to fucking pay it. Now you're and becoming outlaws. Now you're robbing the people out on the road. Okay. And that's going to be kind of a recurring theme <laughs> yeah. as, as we get on with Mr. With Mr. Henley. Um, but yeah, so they get back together. You know, they're still not talking to Randy. Right. Randy's just out. Yeah. Um, but they do all get together, including Randy, for their rock and roll induction. Yes. Rock and roll Hall of Fame induction. Mm-hmm. And that's great. And it's, it's so interesting. Even Bernie was there. Bernie was there. Glenn was telling people, all the fans, to just let it go. Like, it's none yeah. of your business, basically. Yeah. Which is true. You know, mm-hmm. is the your part is to listen to the music, right? You know, not really to get involved in like all of their stuff. Yeah, and we're here, so enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, I mean, they they stayed together for a while, but you know, obvious health problems mm-hmm. um, took took Glenn away. Yes, um, a few couple of years ago, back mm-hmm. in 2016. Mm-hmm. And you know, they're not gonna they're not gonna keep pushing it. Yeah, they brought uh, Glenn's son, Deacon. Deacon. Which is crazy because I've yeah. heard this name over and over again. I didn't. Yeah. I never made the association at all. Yeah. But Deacon sang along with them. I I think uh, Don Henley's son Will came in and played a little bit guitar too. Um, they're still kind of touring. Last stuff I read was uh, COVID stopped their tour. Are they real? I didn't even realize they were still. Oh, I, okay. Yeah, my I bad, went down in the bottom, yeah. and it's like 2017 to present because they said they would stop the tour. They were like, when Glenn died, they were like, "There's, we don't think we're going to ever go back on the road again." But yeah. then uh, Don once again had to eat his own words, <laughs> and they went. <laughs> on tour. They were out on the road up until late 2022, from what I know. Okay. That's crazy. Wait, like 2020 also? 2020. No, 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 no. 2020, they had to stop their tour because of COVID in the beginning right, of the year. Right, not 2022. 2022, the year, as in last year. Oh, they really? Were st- yes, they were still oh, on the road. Oh, shit, I like had no then. idea. Crazy. Okay, well, good for them, I guess. Yeah, uh-huh. with Deacon. Yeah. And then Timothy still. Yeah. Randy's still out. Randy's still out. Um, Deacon has left to do his own solo work, but he comes back in and does some guest performances with them. We should also say that they ended up dropping Felder. Yes, 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 yes. Which I don't remember why. Uh, they fired him for something. It's just a lot of differences. It was just another I mean, argument. Another argument. They're yeah. on waves. You know, hopefully before they all pass away, they can like, just like they have been doing for years and years, breaking up and making up, breaking up, making up. So hopefully yeah. they will make up before this is over. I want to say, we saw Felder's guitar at the Met. Oh, yeah. You, you remember in your mind, right? I don't remember. Was it the white one? Was it the double neck? It was that Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. I can yeah. vividly see it now. I feel like I videoed it, but I know I definitely stopped in front of it and looked at it. They were like, wow. They wow. actually did a video of him on CBS this morning, and he's actually standing in the middle of the Met, and he's playing the guitar solo for uh, Hotel California. That's awesome. It's insane. That guitar is beautiful. It's actually a little bit more prettier than Jimmy's than double Jimmy's. neck. It is to me for some reason. The, you, the white one versus the red one? Yeah. For some yeah. reason, I think because it looks like ivory. You know, it, it does, just, yeah. yeah. And it has, I think it has the gold gold inlays. That is it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Jimmy. Um, sorry, Jimmy Page. We still love you. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, I mean, that's really the most of the story. Mm-hmm. I mean, but, you know, like we said, they're one of the greatest selling bands of all time. They, they are, in my opinion, they are the American band. Oh, yeah. Oh, you yeah. Know? And it's like we said before, there's just so many different places in America that come together to form this sound that you just can't replicate that. They have so many songs that are just a part of the fabric of this country and it's, it, it's it feels so weird true. to say that but it's fucking true it is true i mean uh they got honored at the kennedy center honors and mm-hmm. president obama said those exact words like they're woven into the fabric of this country it's just it's just really true mm-hmm. and it's getting like we were saying like i when i was getting ready for this doing more research going through their albums going through their songs 
I still forgot how many songs they had that were huge, huge. and just a part of life that you just heard these songs just in a car rolling by, mm-hmm. just in a bar. What about Glenn with the, the heat is on? I yeah. didn't know that. I was like, I love Beverly Hills Cop. Like, mm-hmm. and I was just like, what? And then you belong to the city. Yeah. No, it's crazy. It's it's crazy that the amount, just the fingerprints that they had on yeah. society in totally, America. Totally, totally insane. I love the Eagles. Thank goodness, out of the three greatest bands of all time, that we do have an American band there. You know what I mean? I mean, <laughs> you gotta represent. You gotta represent. I mean, you could have argued if our band didn't get there in the top three, we could have been like, well, that's just you guys doing our music anyway. But <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. We that's got the Eagles story. up there. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah i mean definitely one of my favorite bands of all times and i'm going through this it just made me more sad that glenn fry is not here with us it really did and i'm just like damn yeah. but yeah well, at least we've got the music and his legacy and we've got the eagles legacy and a lot of eagles here still with us so that's good absolutely mm-hmm. so shout out to the eagles mm-hmm. absolute absolute le- legends mm-hmm. um as always let us know if we missed anything mm-hmm. in the pod let us know if we got anything right or I hope we got something right. Yeah. Uh, let me know. Let us know if we got anything wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, we try our best to make this accurate and make it fun, but you know, it's there's a lot of stuff to learn. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and who's your favorite eagle? It's got to be Joe. Yeah, yeah. It's got to be Joe. Just because yeah. I'm, you know, I don't know if you guys listening know this. I play a little bit of guitar, and when I obviously Felder's great, but when I hear Joe playing guitar, I'm like that that guitar is him. Yeah. He is the guitar. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. My favorite is Glenn. Because he's like a, a learner. When he was talking about songwriting and how he didn't know how to write a song, and he would mm-hmm. listen to Jackson Brown practice up for like twenty times, he'd play the same song and then he would stop. He'd come back and then he learned that okay, well, thought goes into it, and right. you have to have patience and stuff like that. And I just really appreciate a lot of the wise words that I have heard Glenn Fry say in the interviews. So he's become my favorite eagle. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean it's hard to go wrong. Yeah, you know, picking one of them. Exactly, it's true. Um. But yeah, thanks again for being here, y'all. Um, if you like the podcast, support us at patreon.com slash music maniacs. We can keep doing this and keep making more episodes for you guys. Yeah. And um, I think that's it. Is there anything else we have to say? I don't have anything else I have to say. I, I hope I don't have anything else I have to say. I'd be so pissed because I really wanted to do this one. It's barbecue time in America. Yeah. That's right. All right. So thanks again for being here. We're Side After Dark, and we'll see you next time.